0: Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Matt, it's been too damn long. Too damn long. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast with you. And you. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. There were four podcasts last week. Too many. It is too many. I'm really irritated with the Bullshit Emergency Saturday podcast. I felt like it really gave short shrift uh, to the Ruiz interview. Just totally thought it was unnecessary. It waters down the meaning of emergency. (laughs) (laughs) The podcasts were in order, The Boogie Rescue, uh, with House, Kevin Clark, and Jacko, one hour, 54 minutes, and four seconds. That was on June 3rd. (laughs) On June 4th, a podcast with Chuck Klosterman, Lasted 1 hour, 43 minutes, and 30 seconds. On June 6th, with Rusillo, that was 1 hour, 57 minutes, and 27 seconds. And then the aforementioned, quote-unquote, emergency Kawhi Raptors WTF Saturday pod with House. And then the Andy Ruiz, clearly in the can interview. Uh, that was on June 8th. the Saturday, 1 hour, 40 minutes, and 50 seconds. If our podcast was just a discussion about podcasting. On the first episode of the week, Pro Jam started at 2 minutes and 56 seconds a little late but it was okay. That's the end of the, what I think is the acceptable pearl jam window. Swallows at 4:55
1: on the record with the text to you guys saying I think this is done and at
0: 13:42
1: and then Curry should be healthier than what he
0: was. And then during an ad at 2506
1: ends up taking I think 1 year 5 million to go to the Warriors. We should note that in the beginning of the podcast
2: Bill is doing his usual roundup of all the ringers podcasts and this is the episode which he introduces us to the idea that his daughter who is 14 will now be a regular or semi-regular guest on whatever this new bullshit media for realsies is. yeah well that's like her segment but the podcast itself what do they call it I can't the, remember. the, the dish it. dish yeah is going to be more often with different sort of like one week it'll be this one week it'll be that uh, and she will occasionally appear with this for realsies. I have nothing against Bill's daughter, but Bill tries to convince us that this is not nepotism. It is definitely nepotism.
0: man. I think the fact that you don't know the name of the podcast indicates that they have not done enough promotion.
2: Or maybe I just don't care about it.
0: <laughs> At 28 minutes and 7 seconds, House and Bill are talking about Chris Weber. House then begins to talk about some performance aspect, apparently, of Chris Weber's basketball career, And Bill seems to be familiar with the territory into which House is venturing. He then begins to talk over House and has Kyle beep it. Speaking of of you know an innovator, true innovator, (laughs) nobody played more games. (laughs) Come on. Now I don't know why they leave this in. If whatever it is is so important that Bill interrupts, talks over it, and then has it beeped.
1: (laughs) Kyle has to beep that now. Come on. What do
0: you want me to do? Stop. No. And I'm not sure what it is, but my speculation is they're talking about Chris Webber being high while playing basketball.
2: Yes, I think that was what it was.
0: So what's the point of leaving that in? If he wants it out because he thinks it's slander or libel, then just leave it out altogether and don't permit this type of speculation, which seems like it ends up with the same result just without the specific cause. Just take it out. It just seems like it's a dick move. Yes, It's designed to just hammer Chris Webber and his character while sort of backhandedly not doing that. On the other hand, I did enjoy the glee with which House slandered Chris Weber.
2: At 8.20, Bill says, the Raptors missed a three, and then the Warriors got the rebound and then made a three. And then he turns, well, presumably turns to Kyle and says, that's a six-point swing. Bill knows math.
0: (laughs) He got him. You can't fault him for that.
2: (laughs) Bill does this thing where he says, this is like the 73, this team or whatever. I felt like he did that a lot in this episode. I, in my notes, I wrote a lot of historical corollary. I think that it is a combination of Bill really loves basketball. Great. Bill really wants you to know how much he loves basketball and how much he knows about basketball history.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually the second point that's the more, uh, that, that is what he is more interested in, yeah. which is not that he loves basketball. It's that he is very knowledgeable and you need to pay homage or pay respect or pay heed to his deep basketball knowledge, which, as we discussed, I think, your point, Matt, uh, Matt, last week, a lot of this knowledge appears to come from reading about basketball. Yes, not speaking to
2: anyone or uh, doing any digging on his own, simply uh, copying other people's work.
0: At 121.46, Bill expresses his mirth with this horrifying laugh. (laughs) And Matt, as you know, The only thing more horrifying than Bill's asthmatic, wheezy, adenoidal expression of glee is slow-motion Bill laughing. God, that is horrifying. At 124.55, the gents discuss a pulled oblique and what that means. They then turn to Kyle, who does not have a microphone and ask him what a pulled oblique is and discuss whether or not it would prevent him from producing the podcast for
1: three weeks. not going to be able to produce the podcast for six weeks. I pulled my oblique muscle. I'd be like, what? (laughs) How'd you do that? The outermost of three flat muscles on the anterior abdomen.
0: The suggestion there is that Kyle actually does any production of the podcast. (laughs) And the idea that they still have not figured out a way to get this guy, guy a microphone, despite... Owing to him regularly, I think there's an outside chance, like I'd put it at 5%, that Kyle, in fact, has a mic in front of him, that they've tried to address this issue. But as the terrible producer that he is, always forgets to turn it on. Yes. But I would only give it a 5% chance. <laughs> at one thirty-four thirty-three, there's a discussion about the Liverpool Champions League final win. It wasn't actually the best game, I guess, but it was uh, still enjoyable to watch. Uh, and there's somebody on the Ringer staff who Bill Calls A diehard Liverpool people.
1: Who is a diehard Liverpool people. Plural,
0: Right, right. (laughs) At 136.32. Man, I just left this in because Bill's voice sounds weird. It sounds like there's a weird mouth bubble going on here. And I don't know what that means, but have a listen.
1: Yeah, we'll get like Shane Green
0: from the Tigers. It is weird. At 146.03, during a conversation with noted conservative and Republican Jacko, they bring up the prospect of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC as a potential presidential candidate, which everybody has a good laugh about. Even though I think Bill much more left-leaning than much. this response would suggest,
2: Bill always brings Jacko on, and there's a little bit of it that's like a joke. He's a Republican. The problem, though, is uh, Jacko is one of these like never-Trump Republicans who doesn't like the president. So there's like a little bit of overlap between Bill. and and it feels weird to call him Jacko. What's his name? I don't know. Johnny? John. John, yeah. There's a little bit of overlap, but in reality, I think they're very far apart in the political spectrum. And Johnny, uh, not afraid to sort of voice his opinion about how he feels about the the left, Bill like shrinks a little bit from I, this. That, that
0: was what my yeah. point was. It, was. it very much seemed like he was adopting the anti-AOC uh, perspective uh, that Jacko was kind of putting uh,
2: forth. I don't know how we're going to say it. But that's not
0: how we should say it said. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't really care about this gal, uh, one way or the other, but I don't think I should surrender whatever principles I hold just because the guy on the other end of the phone seems to be making some good points. Yeah. Then there's this laugh snort, <laughs> which ruins whatever credibility Bill may have had for or against any candidate, including.
2: I think it ruins whatever credibility we had, because we went from, let's talk about a real uh, salient point to, ha ha, he snorted.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, as, as uh, regular listeners of this show know, the two hosts have different perspectives on <laughs> what bothers them about S- Bill Simmons. Yours is typically, he makes a logic, an illogical or irrational point, or a self-aggrandizing or narcissistic point, and I say, ha ha, dummy sounds bad. <laughs> he made a funny noise. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this man's throat. Speaking of which, at 152.28, here's Bill attempting to say the name Ruiz. Joshua Ruiz. And finally, in this episode at 152.52, Bill, during a paid segment or an advertisement or promotion, is touting Simply Safe, a company that has sponsored the Bill Simmons podcast for quite some time. He's simply unable to say Simply Safe during this paid ad but doesn't bother to get it right that is simply safe with do with two eyes simply safe you always have a home on the bill simmons podcast podcast if you don't want your producer dancing on the video rapping on the video come on down to the bill simmons podcast podcast Closterman is always a unique uh and uh, sometimes enigmatic guest because i'm not sure he always even likes bill simmons they no. have a, an oddly contentious relationship, yeah. which I appreciate.
2: And this one in
0: particular, there was some, uh,
2: especially in like the first half, there was some stuff they talked about that they clearly disagreed about, and I felt like Klosterman mm. didn't want to let it go, and Bill clearly wanted to move on.
0: Before that, at thirty-nine seconds, Bill leaves out the article when he discusses creating account.
1: Sign up by creating account.
0: Pearl Jam at two minutes eight seconds. That's right in the sweet spot. At seven twenty-six, the ethos of our show, the Bill Simmons Podcast, <laughs> podcast is brought up by Klosterman.
2: If our podcast was just a discussion about podcasting,
0: we actually do have a podcast where we discuss podcasting. So, Chuck, if you want to talk about it, we'd be happy. We'd love to have you. We could talk about yeah. Midwest, which is where I'm from. We could talk about North
2: Dakota, cereals. Yeah, we won't give you for not letting you.
0: We're uh, not letting us read on your audiobook or whatever it was. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that. I bet it sounds great. Yeah. At 1444, this swallow.
1: He built the relationships and Stern was over there.
0: At 20 minutes and 30 seconds into the second part of the week, Bill brings up something that Matt, you've addressed to some degree already, which is that he has a problem with LeBron James having members of his inner circle, members of his friend group, working for his teams.
1: There's been three people closely associated with LeBron that have followed him to the franchises to Miami, to Cleveland, and then to the Lakers that just go on the payroll of the teams.
0: He suggests that having your friends work for your team is some sort of like contractual interference thing.
1: And it's not a salary cap violation. But the
0: bigger point is that he compares it to as if he were on the Lakers and House worked for the Lakers. Yes.
1: Like his guy, Randy has some job with the Lakers. That's somebody he grew up with. It would be like if I got signed by the Lakers and Joe house became, you know, the director of community development.
0: (laughs) The the obvious (laughs) issue here is that he runs his own business and he has house working for him. (laughs) What's the distinction? I guess because he did not interfere with houses, other podcasts. I
2: think he thinks it's some sort of salary cap violation. Like essentially this is an agreement to pay LeBron more or to give some LeBron something in his contract that is not actually written in the contract. Uh, We're recording this late as uh, all our listeners know. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Yeah, mostly not my fault. Uh, But we're recording this late, and actually yesterday or the day before, Sports Illustrated dropped this piece the other day about Rich Paul. And in that piece, they specifically note that Rich Paul does not
0: care about
2: when Bill Simmons calls for him to be fired. Uh, And it was over this issue. I liked it. It was very meta.
0: I understand the point. The point is that there is a value proposition to friends of LeBron James Getting paid by LeBron's team, yeah. it's kind of like when a college hires a prospect's dad to be an assistant coach or mm-hmm. a video coach or whatever it is, or the high school coach. So what? You do the same thing, Bill? Yeah. Your I- daughter's about to be on a podcast <laughs> that you created for her. Like, Not let's nepotism- call this famous baby. No, right?
2: Chris, she's very good at podcasting. That's what he said.
0: Since when <laughs> has he given a about people being very good at <laughs> podcasting?
2: There was a uh, a piece, cut this in, the whatever. Ad Adweek one? The Adweek one. I did you read it? it? No. Neither did I. I tried to <laughs> last night. Well, wait, here's the thing I was going to complain about. I tried to last night, and uh, I couldn't because you have to sign up
0: for some in order to be able to read it.
2: Isn't Adweek about ads? Yes,
0: yeah, suck it, Adweek. <laughs> Simply like, say, why don't you better. just have some ads? At 30 minutes and 40 seconds, Bill talks about the various injuries plaguing the Golden State Warriors in their NBA Finals campaign and says this about Kevin Looney.
1: Kavon Looney, who knows what's going up with his collarbone. Matt, indeed. Who knows what's going up with his collarbone? Yeah, it's Kavon.
0: He either means what's going on with his collarbone or what's up with his collarbone. Yeah. But he decides to cover both cliches with one. (laughs) What's going up? At 31.48, more malapropism from Bill. The circles that Drake swims in.
1: The circles that he swims in. He probably means the circles (laughs) he moves in.
0: I don't think anybody just swims around in circles. Maybe, Even uh, most lazy rivers are not like uh, exactly perfectly circular. Maybe uh, Drake is like a shark and he's just circling some. Yeah, but it was chum. about Hollywood. So it's like all those Hollywood sharks just <laughs> swimming in circles. Yeah, you can make it work. It's not what he intended. Yeah, no, he's, he definitely <laughs> that up. But he wouldn't correct that though. At 50-50, no there's a conversation about Boxing One and he restarts with a swallow.
1: I have not I have not seen that in NBA or, or if somebody did it, I didn't notice it. I haven't seen somebody so blatantly do. So he
0: begins a phrase, swallows, restarts the phrase, leaves it all in. (laughs) I guess maybe that's because cousin Kyle tore his oblique. I was (laughs) going to say, maybe that's a Kyle issue. Just so you know, Matt, I was re-listening to some of the pods last night uh, in anticipation of this recording. And then I had a dream about having visibly ripped obliques. (laughs) Visibly ripped? Like like I lifted my shirt up to people who were around me in the dream. And I was like, look, you can see my (laughs) obliques. I'm ripped. Matt, would you like to see what my obliques look like? No. (laughs) At 102.31, Bill, Dr. Zoidberg, Simmons,
1: brings up the idea about robots. We're never just going to be these three-point shooting robots.
2: What would the robot do? At 51.35, this goes to what we were saying earlier about Chuck not always agreeing with Bill. They had been talking about the Warriors for a while, and there was definitely some disagreement about whether Iguodala is a Hall of Famer. And I think... uh, Give Bill credit or at least uh, lay off him when it's appropriate. I think what he's saying is not that he thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame on merit, just sort of like based on the people who are in the Hall of Fame, it seems like Iguodala should be in the Hall of Fame. I still think he's wrong. but He,
0: he makes the Hall of Fame based on peer-to-peer comparisons. Right. Although
2: Bill only, and I can't remember who it is, but Bill really only ever brings up one guy as like, here's the example of, well, if this guy's in, this is why Iguodala gets in. Mitch Richmond. Is it Mitch? Yeah, I think it is Mitch Richmond. I don't think that works when it's just one guy. I think you need to have a, a bunch of Mitch Richmonds get in, and then it's like, well, now Mitch Richmond just seems to be the standard. It, I mean, I think the Hall of Fame could, we could just all be like, you know what? We messed it up and we put Mitch Richmond in. We're not going to put any guys who are at that level in
0: anymore. Yeah, but his argument is anybody who's better than Mitch Richmond should make it. If Mitch Richmond right. has set the floor for value. Uh,
2: at fifty one thirty five, Chuck notes sarcastically that the Warriors uh, should have been fine because they have another Hall of Famer on the floor when Durant is off. But of course, they have another Hall of Famer on the floor, so it should have, they should have scored at will, right?
1: Yeah, the thing is, I like it as like to mix it up. It's
2: clearly a dig at Bill. He's clearly saying like, yeah, but they have Igadala and that guy's a Hall of Famer, so they should be fine. Bill <laughs> blasts right over it, doesn't even acknowledge it. One option here is he just missed the joke. The other option is he recognized that the joke was an insult directed at him and was just like, it, this is my podcast, we're not talking about that.
0: At 104.58, during a discussion about this uh, phenomenal, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, high school sprinter in Texas, Bill introduces him by saying he's breaking records left and white.
1: Breaking records left and white. Yeah, I had this
0: too. Left and white. That is uh, succeeded by a discussion about how the fact that the guy is a white guy. Yeah,
2: this whole conversation is so bizarre because Klosterman is basically saying, man, I hope it never gets to the point where we're just all arguing about like whether this guy is like the Tim Tebow of running and whether he's uh, on a different standard because he's white and also he's very cocky. Isn't that what he's doing? Pre-determining that this conversation will happening
0: will happen on either the Ringer or Bill Simmons subreddit. I saw that this was noted. It was after I had made a note of it, but I did see that this was on my uh, Reddit timeline.
2: Yeah, it's just really weird. It's like it's like a straw man. You're like he's building it so he can knock it down.
0: No, I'm just talking about the left and white thing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, <laughs> you're here for the smart thinking, and I'm just here for the talking about what happens at 111:44. A swallow.
1: But if you actually had. Somebody just running full speed.
0: Three minutes later, one fourteen thirty-four. this explosion of snorting laughter. (laughs) That just happens right now. It happens. One day, Matt, I would like to have the kind of jokes that make you respond in that fashion. At one twenty-six fifty-eight, Bill talks about how he loves to have content to dive into for weeks. He contrasts that with
1: shows that drop their entire uh, season at once. We thrive on this stuff, and we love having content that we can you know, really dive into for six, seven, eight, nine weeks.
0: One minute later, Chuck criticizes the Game of Thrones coverage and says there was simply too much, including on The Ringer, and Bill, the head man at The Ringer, agrees. Agrees. (laughs) There was too much Game of Thrones coverage.
1: Well, that's On your site and everywhere.
0: (laughs) And it was
2: like, it it actually, it, it detracted from the thing.
0: At 135.27, a highfalutin philosophical discussion on art and whether it should be
1: controlled and... Litigated. Art is something that should be litigated and controlled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're, we're litigating art. At one point, Bill said uh, they were talking about some actress, and Bill said that he couldn't believe she wasn't on Killing Eve. And then Chuck said, well, I didn't really like that show. I only watched the very beginning of it. And then Bill says, yeah, me too. Stop <laughs> lying to us, Bill, yeah. acting like you watched the show
0: that you didn't watch. I think it was the Fleabag lady who created Killing yeah, Eve. I think Eve. it was. Phoebe Wallace. Yeah, and he's
2: like, oh, yeah, I can't believe she wasn't on Killing Eve. I didn't watch that show. Oh, yeah, neither did I. I only watched First steps, a couple episodes. Well, then why are you offering your opinion on it? I only watched the beginning of it.
1: I did the same. I watched like two episodes. I will say. At
2: least Closterman was good enough to be like, I can't talk about this intelligently.
0: Fleabag was great. Didn't watch. Awesome. Recommend. At 138.32, producer Kyle, who is producing the show in the position of producer, <laughs> gets a question thrown to him, and this is what happens. What do you think, Kyle? I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is not paying attention. He is not paying attention to his job. It is
2: <laughs> I I want to note that I approve that Klosterman didn't ask
0: Bill to
2: uh, read on his either ebook or when they were like out on oh, the, the audio. Road. That Bill me. was really mad about that. Bill, you can't f-ing talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him. The next podcast of the week, which was the third, was the Rosillo podcast. At 56 seconds under the third podcast, Bill promotes his daughter Zoe's podcast.
1: My daughter is actually on Thursday's podcast. Followed by, at 148, Pearl Jam. Very good. Very
0: early. At
2: 1955, they did a Fruit of the Loom ad.
0: Uh, Fruit.com.
2: Yeah, I read it. I listened to it, I think, twice, maybe three times. And I'm almost certain he keeps saying, Fruit of the Loom, feeling both cool and cool right now.
1: He would be feeling both cool and cool right now.
2: I don't know what it was supposed to be.
1: Maybe it's like, I feel cool from
0: a temperature perspective, but also cool like the (laughs) Fonz. I
2: guess.
0: (laughs) It's terrible. I also, I had this concern about the Fruit of the Loom concept. The idea with this new Fruit of the Loom undergarment is that it's mesh.
1: They've upgraded it by adding a ventilated mesh fly to promote
0: airflow and support right where you need it most. And so that allows there to be more breeze on your taint balls and other genitals, (laughs) right? But doesn't that... Doesn't that have the negative consequence, which is that if more perspiration or other liquid is evaporating as a result of the cooling process of the mesh from your taint, scrotum, and penis, doesn't that mean that all your genital sweat is being transferred directly to your
2: pants? To your pants.
0: Yeah. Wear black pants when you wear these underwear. And I'm guessing most people are not wearing mesh pants with their mesh underwear. (laughs) Doesn't that essentially, in a sort of Seinfeldian, Kramer, Gabardine response, (laughs) make everyone one step closer (laughs) to crotch sweat? Yes. (laughs) I feel like there's a a negative unintended consequence of this fruit of the loom underpants. As our friend Dave would say, the particles are in the air. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me a little concerned. I think I'll stick with the Hanes for now. Thank you very much. (laughs) Indignant. At 3704, there's a weird conversation where Bill apparently takes umbrage with Ryan's assertion that Bill is the body language doctor.
1: And you're guilty of this body language expert.
0: It's followed by this exchange
1: that there are all these body oh, language I, that's things. A dig. It is.
0: I don't know what it means when Bill says that's a f-ing dig. And I don't know what it means when Rusilla then says, but I'm making eye
1: contact. <laughs> and I'm looking at you now. Um, <laughs> I was looking in the box card. Oh.
0: Is the idea that Rusillo never makes eye contact because he's looking at his phone or that he was looking at Bill and Bill was not making eye contact? I was wanting some more of this. We didn't get it. Nope. But it was an interesting but brief window into their actual uh, relationship.
2: Is Rewatchable's 1999 really a spinoff? Bill keeps calling it a spinoff. Well, you have to it's market this, it somehow. It's the same podcast.
0: It's just the movies they're doing are in 1999. Good point, Matt. <laughs> at 39.36... Bill accuses Ryan of arguing with Bill and Bill says, we're not actually arguing with each other.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're arguing with me and I'm not arguing with you. This is like a conversation I've had with my wife where it's like, wait a second, can we go backwards? Man, I wanted some more. A little uh, defensive Is there it possible
0: from, this is the
2: editing that uh,
0: Kyle is doing? That
2: taking out the actual argument? There's some arguments? More, uh, tension and he's taking it out?
0: Matt, at 4035, in a concern that's near and dear to your heart, the subject of HBO's miniseries Chernobyl is brought up. And Bill Simmons makes fun of the fact that the actors on Chernobyl, portraying Russian individuals or Ukrainian individuals, speak with English accents. Mm -hmm. I love
1: it with these British accents.
0: And that's a problem you also had with the miniseries Chernobyl. Very distracting. You and Bill both didn't like the English accents. I should rethink my position. By association, it makes you a bad person. (laughs) At 42.15, Bill, in a promotion for one of his podcasts, says, hey... If you're a movie and podcast fan like I am.
1: Hey, if you're a movie and podcast fan like I am and like so many people at the ringer are. Isn't
0: that saying if you like food and drinks, here's something you'll love. Also, does he mean if you're a fan of movie podcasts or just movies in general and podcasts in general?
2: I think the implication is movies in general and podcasts in general. And then it's assumed that you will therefore like podcasts about movies or spinoffs of those podcasts.
0: So-called (laughs) spinoffs. At forty-seven eleven, Bill makes these sounds. They really could
1: have. I was going to the games. I'm looking at it uh,
2: at fifty-seven minutes. This is the ultimate, just lazy Bill Simmons podcast uh, sort of segment. He he is looking for some audio of Danny Ainge talking about something involving Kyrie. He first of all he doesn't have it ready. He's certainly not prepared for this podcast. And he didn't even couldn't even bother to have told Kyle, hey, can you have this ready? This this part where he's looking for it, you can just cut all this out, Bill, and not have us listen to you search the internet and just put it in later or get the audio and put it in later.
1: I'm going to try to find that. Go do your rant on this and I'll find the clip.
2: Then what they end up doing is Bill presumably brings it up on his laptop and then they play it into the, <laughs> the f-ing mic. I don't even know what deal you're talking about. <laughs> this is insane. Just like,
0: Chris, too many we, wires, Matt. Too we, many wires. We
2: have basically no equipment, right? Yes.
0: This is 100% free. Yeah.
2: We, we're operating on no budget. Yes. We have no equipment. And yet we are able to take audio that exists on the internet yeah. and edit it into the podcast. Bill, no. Bill would rather, basically, it would be like if I wanted to play a song right now on the podcast and I just held this microphone up to the speaker. <laughs> it's
0: insane. At one thirteen twenty eight. Kevin Wiles, who has been a podcast guest in the past, and I think was a Grantland staffer, maybe worked for the ringer now, not clear to me. Is apparently present. And, he, and he's been there
2: the whole time.
0: Yeah, just watching like <laughs> Bill's dad did. Except for at least Bill's dad got to talk. <laughs> During the podcast, Bill references, as I said, at 11328 Wiles and says, We might do a half baked podcast tomorrow.
1: Yeah, hey, Wiles, come on in for five minutes. Kevin Wilds, we might do a Hello. half-baked podcast tomorrow.
0: They did not. <laughs> Why was he there? I mean, maybe it's something that he's going to add into a podcast later. But as you said, it's Thursday. Maybe later, There's only been one podcast this week. Still no half-baked podcast. Maybe maybe later
2: they're going to do an emergency podcast, and then they're just going to
0: jam this in there, totally disrespecting the, uh, the stored content. And it'll end up being, feeling like it's just a quarter baked. At one fifty four fifty five, more discussion, this time by Rusillo and Simmons, about the podcasting format where he says we actually have to do research which as you just pointed out they didn't (laughs) or at least bill didn't because otherwise people will throw it back in your face when you stuff up
1: turns out it's work because people listen and they throw it back in your face if you stuff up welcome to bill simmons podcast (laughs) podcast we We have been recognized
0: (laughs) well no matt there's no chance that he's talking about us because there's no way that one of the like 50 people who listened to this a, got to him.
2: There was a post on uh, the Bill Simmons subreddit earlier this week, or maybe even late last week, where they uh, somebody posited that all this because Ryan says stuff like this all the time, like you guys will complain or you guys on Twitter say this, and nobody can ever find where he's saying where people have said this. Now, given Twitter's a medium with like millions of, of people, but the idea is that is Ryan just possibly building up these straw men so that he can tear them down on his own.
0: At 155.20, going back to the idea of a half-baked concept, which is not ever used, <laughs> Bill tells us that his favorite half-baked idea was one that he came up with.
1: My favorite half-baked idea of all time was felony Land, that I came up with. Shock.
0: <laughs> there was
2: an ad, I think it's at the very end, uh, for jeans. I think it's either jeans or some sort of denim. And Bill says, now, I assume he didn't write this uh, copy, but the copy says, or, or maybe he's ad living." Taking everything we thought we knew about athletic apparel and applying it to jeans. What is everything we thought we knew
0: about, (laughs) like... Well, number one, Matt.
2: (laughs) So there's a lot of problem with this.
0: Everything we thought we knew about... There's a lot of problems with this. There's one huge (laughs) amount of problem.
2: (laughs) Everything we thought we knew about athletic apparel first of all implies that we
0: were wrong about it the yes. whole time there was so much stuff yeah. that we thought we knew <laughs> yeah. turns out yeah. it was a it was a house then, of cards
2: and then we took it and we applied it to jeans so we took all the things <laughs> that we, we actually turned out to be wrong and we applied it to jeans but i assume
0: it's a like like a lot of it is stirrups but
2: yeah, well, here's the other here's the second problem
0: are there a bunch of people who are like,
2: man? I'm working out in this athletic
0: apparel, but I wish I could look cool and wear jeans. You, you ever see those old ads in like comic books for the Chuck Norris? Oh, yeah. karate jeans. Maybe that's this is the evolutionary thing. Come I on, Nike, get on the uh, athletic denim apparel bandwagon and really uh, make a difference. Great. At one fifty-five forty-six, er,
1: a day without crime or er, without. Um,
0: At 156.55, Bill admits his daughter is his favorite person. For realsies, hosted by my favorite person. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) In the last podcast of the week, in which the heavyweight champion of the world's interview is shoehorned in and given second billing to the conversation with House about the night before his NBA Finals game. And to give credit where it's due, Kawhi is pretty amazing.
2: This wasn't the one where Durant tore his his Achilles, though, right? This is before that. Right. This is bullshit. This is not an emergency. And hey, you, spoiler alert, people might not have watched the game where he tore his Achilles. <laughs> and if you were so considerate, if you put this much content out in a week, you're basically
0: guaranteeing that people aren't going to listen to it. At 14 seconds in, I listened and heard this swallow. <laughs>
1: Upsetting Anthony Joshua in one of the great heavyweight fights of the last few years. And then at 41 seconds in, this swallow. <laughs> this really good transition. Sporting event. And we have some good sporting events. <laughs> <laughs> followed at 147
0: by pearl jam good timing at 1952 bill says that the trade by toronto from mark gazole has paid off in dividends
1: gasol trade has paid off in dividends that's not
0: really how stock dividends work <laughs> stock dividends pay dividends yeah. but they don't pay off in dividends Dummy. maybe there was
2: some other option for it to be
0: paid off in stock options <laughs> at 4812, bill tortures this metaphor
1: this is now a a train steamrolling down the tracks, and there's no stopping it.
0: A train steamrolling down the tracks? I don't think train steamroll. No one because, is going to be able to use those tracks anymore. I think steamrollers <laughs> steamroll. At 52.41, the paternal Bill Simmons talks about his staff.
1: My staff, though, it it's funny how my staff reacts to some of this stuff. At 57.01, is this a burp? Genuinely mad at Kyle Lowry for chasing a loose ball into the first row. It's like, I I don't even understand the mindset. <laughs> Maybe a yawn? Bone. Hit to the first. We'll never know. At
0: 101.25, he and cousin Kyle have a discussion about what makes them smarter.
1: The podcast that no other than nephew Kyle has said, it just makes me smarter. I did say
0: that. I don't think they've gotten the solution yet. <laughs> Actually, during this week, I know we haven't gotten to this week's podcast yet, but there's a conversation about Kyle's Pornhub usage. <laughs> and it says his grandma wasn't. And then Bill says, who, my mother-in-law? And I'm thinking to myself, no, not your mother-in-law. That wouldn't be his grandmother. That'd be his mom. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, he's actually not cousin Kyle. He's nephew <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> so the generational uh, adjective does, in fact, check out. And I didn't have a whole lot from the Ruiz interview, Matt, but I will point out two things. And, and it's part of a, a larger individual point. Anthony Ruiz has just won in what was a fairly shocking upset.
2: Yeah, 11 to 1, 12
0: to 1. The heavyweight champion of the world. It's a big deal. And Bill mm-hmm. has talked about it quite a bit. Yep. At 113.46, Ruiz points out that he has just won four title belts.
1: Not just to win one belt, but to win four belts is just a blessing.
0: That is from four boxing organizations. So he's he's the holder of four of the five major boxing organizations championship belts for the heavyweight division. About eight minutes later, at 121.35, he again discusses having four belts. And Bill says, oh, I thought you had three.
1: Hey, you get three belts. Four <laughs> belts. You got four? I thought four. it was three.
0: Bill... <laughs> doesn't know the boxing facts, and hasn't listened to his guest
2: yeah. who just so, told him. This is a problem with this entire interview. And I actually
0: think Bill generally is a pretty
2: good interviewer. He, this is a fucking terrible job. Yeah. I don't know if it's like he's never been this close to the heavyweight champion or anything or something like that, but he just he talks over him so much. Bill is basically telling the story and then asking Ruiz to comment on it, which is, just doesn't seem like the way it should work. Also, he gives a lot of advice to him at the end. <laughs> if I were Reese, and he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. He's definitely very... Um,
0: I love how he's both religious and profane. <laughs> it's like, if this guy were to pastor at a church, I would probably go. Yeah. I'd be like, I can't wait for this guy to talk about <laughs> Jesus and then say, f*** at some point. He's very nice. He's letting Bill talk.
2: He's not going to step on him. I can't believe he wasn't just like, hey, you know who's the heavyweight champion of the world? Me. You know who doesn't give a f- what you think about what I should do next?
0: Also me. I, Ruiz was probably like this. You have another press engagement. Okay, cool. It's with this guy, Bill Simmons. Okay. You ever heard of him? No. From the ringer? Never heard of it. Okay, go talk to this guy for an hour. All right, fine. How was it? It was good. Uh, that guy in there, Bob, he was fine. Uh, the the Ranger, they seem like they're yeah. cool. Whatever. There was some other guy in the corner. He just kind of jeweled the whole time. <laughs> and there was some guy who kept talking about half-baked ideas, and then he just kept getting waved off. And also, an old man? This has been the Bill Simmons
2: Podcast Podcast.
0: We're professionals. (laughs) We just don't get paid.